on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, and um, I I am uh, very pleased to be with you this week. And uh, Aaron, we get rolling. We're going to be back, kind of have our old studios ready to run, kind of some new equipment in Thursday. I'll be excited about that. And then, I, I Aaron, I wanted to remind you, I will be making an appearance, a, a live show Friday from the grand opening out there at Heritage Creamery. My daughter and my wife and their friends, they all went over there uh, on, I believe that was Thursday evening, and had, to, had they went over to the location there on 8th Street across from uh, Collins Dormitory on the Baylor campus. This will be at the new location out on uh, 84, right there uh, around Ritchie Road. Um, get more information to you, but it's going to be kind of fun. I think they're going to have bounce houses out. It's going to be a two-day event, Friday and Saturday. And um, I tell you, the Batsons, Blake and Kimberly, know how to get it done. And then, Aaron, you'll remember E.P. Garth. He's part of that uh, He's part of that family, the ice cream family, the common grounds, the coffee the coffee family. I mean, they, they've got a kind of a dynasty working in the uh, Central Texas area, so... Uh, just prepare yourself for some fun times, and that'll happen on Friday. Live show coming to you from Heritage Creamery, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Already a lot of young families uh, wanting to show up, but hey, don't have to have young family. Bring your teenagers, bring your college kids, bring, I don't know if anybody's hanging out with their college kids right now, but bring them by, and we would love to see them. And uh, lots going on today. Uh, Aaron, how, how are you, by the way? I, I, um, I don't know if you got to hear. I meant to give you a heads up. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty warmed up today because I did four hours of radio yesterday on Fox National Radio. And so that one can be heard on our Fox affiliate. And so several people in the Central Texas area, including our own Terry Tacker and his wife Brenda, were able to hear me. And I think people were a little confused, Aaron. It's like, why is mostly... <laughs> Why? Why are we hearing mostly on this national show? Well, that's what I sometimes on the weekends I do national radio, and um, and then my my day job is to be with you in Central Texas and talk about Baylor and all that good stuff. But occasionally, I uh, I'm I'm a part of the uh, of the uh, Fox. But uh, Aaron, I I fear you did not get to hear any of that yesterday. No, I. Uh... I checked my Twitter feed later in the day after you had already finished it, or else I, I would have tuned in. Uh, yeah, I, I hope people on the CNC Collision text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty were tuning in and, and could hear some of that. And uh, I think the Baylor people always like it because they do get some Baylor talk that comes on during that time. Uh, Aaron, on the Baylor front, uh, man. And I know, uh, I know John had Michael Ford, the new Baylor track and field coach, uh, today uh, was scheduled to be on with you guys, uh, Aaron. And, and uh, 
uh, Trayvon Bromel, uh, uh, Bromel, he, what a great, great runner he is. What a tough uh, few years it's been to kind of get in this position. Man, that one hurt, Aaron. I was watching that. I, I've been loving the track and field. I mean, all the semifinals. I like watching the 400 hurdles. I like the shorter hurdles. What's that, the 110? Eh, whatever it is. Uh, love. I mean, I, I even the, uh, the the great story where on the 1500, the woman fell down and got back up and came back and won that sucker, won that heat. I mean, is that right? Do they even have? They have a fifteen hundred heat. That doesn't even seem right. I mean, I, I, I literally, I'd have to rest for a year after something like that. They have eight hundred heats. I mean, you ought to just have to run one of those things. But uh, anyway, Aaron uh, Bromel, the uh, the great former Baylor runner, uh, did not make the final. Had a great showing. Finished third. Ran, ran a ten flat uh, in the hundred meter. And and man, I. It just was uh it was just it was just bad luck. I mean, the other heat was like insanely fast and they all uh and then and then one of the guys in one of those heats from uh, Great Britain, then he gets in the final and if and he and he uh false starts. False starts radio and the uh the race is over. I mean, if you false start, you're done. So that was frustrating. I thought that was fascinating that a an Italian man is like the first Italian to win the hundred, world's fastest man is whoever wins the hundred, and Italy. I mean, I don't even know. You might have to go back to like the 1908 or something like that. I mean, it, it was uh, phenomenal. And and the guy who did it um, is from. He was born in El Paso, Texas. His father, who he didn't know growing up, and has only formed a relationship with in the past year. Um, and this guy's 26 years old, I think now. His father lives in the Dallas area, but uh, but he re- he was running for Italy, and uh, I, I'm I'm just always fascinated by all of this. And um, and Aaron, did you get to watch some Olympics over the weekend? We our house is big gymnastics, and then uh, and then I got very very into the uh, track and field over the weekend as well with some swimming. We like that Rowdy Gaines. He gets real excited. And uh, Dressel, the uh, Caleb Dressel, the big-time American swimmer. There's always one breakout star. And Caleb Dressel, along with uh, uh, the typical great performance of Katie Ledecky, have been the breakout stars in the pool. Um, Aaron, did you get to watch some of that? No. Um, and and I, lo- my, I love the Summer Olympics. I love track and field and swimming. What are you doing, Aaron? Well, are just, you What are you doing with yourself? Are you I, just like, no, no. I mean, you have family stuff going on? Well, no. I mean, I, I, I do a lot of walking and I, I watch other stuff, but I usually make time to watch the Olympics. It's just with the time event and being in the business and constantly checking ESPN and forgetting about what basically is spoilers, I, I would get the results just checking to see if there's any breaking sports news and it kind of you know it kind of takes a a lot of the excitement out of it when you already know who the winner is because they're 12 hours ahead i i mean you and i are about the same age let me suggest this i'll sometimes see it too and kind of maybe know in the back of my mind but by the time i'm watching all the different races and stuff i've kind of forgotten a lot of it like i that Michaela who uh, won silver in the 
vault, I guess it was. I'm trying to think. Or was it floor routine? Anyway, I think it was the vault. She won silver for, for the U.S. I, I think I saw that. But by the time I was watching it last night, Aaron, I just kind of, I wasn't really, I, I kind of forgot, like, who exactly won what award or won what medal. So even when you see something, I challenge you to watch it because it is so inspiring. To watch all this, uh, all the all the medals, and I think a lot of people in Central Texas are watching all that and having a good time with it as we speak. Now, Aaron, let me catch you up on a couple other things. Um, Baylor uh, is represented by President uh, Livingstone and Mac Rhodes in Austin right now. There is a uh, session going on, a special hearing that's been convened, and uh, that's Senator, I believe it's Jane. Nelson, that's uh, that's kind of presiding over that. But the uh, the the basically all the the other presidents at Texas Tech, TCU, the ADs and presidents uh, did show up. UT's president showed up. Uh, CDC, Crystal Conte did not show up. Uh, but but in in ESPN declined an invitation. The Aggies declined an invitation. Bob Bowlesby was speaking earlier, and uh, Bob was interesting. Um, several things came up in this hearing. Bob believes that um, uh, basically that Texas and OU accounted for fifty percent of the revenue, the TV revenue, and so that's what they stand to lose. He also said that uh, while they're going to try to, everybody's going to band together, and he said, you know, that's what they're hoping to do, or, and they may think about expansion. They may think about a merger. He said he is very, very skeptical uh, that Texas and OU will stick around uh, for the full freight and, and go until 2025. So the commissioner continues. And then you'll like this, Aaron. Um, I've been following all these hearings today, and I and I – it, during the break, I'll try to catch up and see if the Baylor, if Mac Rhodes uh, has spoken or, or President Livingstone. But there was an economist representing sort of like SMU. They had like some kind of special economist from the School of Business. And the, the, the SMU economist started talking about how like Houston's not represented and SMU's not represented, you know, like uh, um, in terms of Dallas and two big metropolitan areas, Houston. Well, people can argue TCU because it's in Fort Worth. But uh, when Bowlesby started to speak, he referenced it. He said, Aaron, that uh, he did not realize that uh, uh, that Professor Weinstein would be uh, uh, doing such thinly veiled uh, lobbying on behalf of SMU. So somehow in the midst of all these these uh, schools getting together to have this hearing, SMU sends an economist in there to represent it. <laughs> so SMU, I, I like it. I like everybody getting in there. And that's what the you know, that's what the Texas lawmakers were saying. They said, listen, before you all get BYU and Cincinnati, why don't you think about University of Houston? Why don't you think about the SMU? And, and again, it comes back to TV footprint. How can you get the most eyes on your conference in and what brings in the most money from these TV networks? They also ask him about his cease and desist letter to uh, to ESPN, and uh, and Commissioner Bowlesby said that they had both sides had agreed not to escalate that anymore. 
that they've kind of gone back and forth publicly, and so they were going to calm that down. I didn't expect that to happen, Aaron, but uh, it does sound like they will calm that down. So, again, TCU represented Texas Tech, Baylor, all three ADs, all three presidents or chancellors. Uh, TCU has a chancellor represented. Uh, I think that's Dr. Bushini is uh, is uh, representing them. And then the University of Texas does not have its AD, but it does have its um, uh, its president is there. So um, it's a little awkward because, of course, one of the things Bob Bowlesby's talking about is you know how Texas and OU did this behind their back. Now, one of the um, the, the the senator or a member of this committee that they that is nicknamed Chewy, C H U Y, basically said, you know, you should have been more proactive and prepared for this. He kind of went at Bowlesby, which I like, and um, and Bowlesby vigorously pushed back on that, and he said, I would absolutely disagree with that assertion, but uh, but good for Chewy. I mean, down there representing. Let's see where Chewy's from. I'd have to look again. I think it may be South Texas, but Chew, Chewy went right at the commissioner, and um, and I, uh, I for one, Aaron Sexton, I appreciate that. I I appreciate um, I I appreciate uh, you know some of the lawmakers going at him. Now this is a dog and pony show. This is sort of happening after everything has already happened. Could any of these hearings lead to anything? Probably not. But uh, it's good to do. It's good to drag some of these folks. I mean, it would be nice if ESPN showed up. I don't really exactly know why the Aggies decided not to show up. They were very skeptical of what happened. They were very much against it. Now, of course, they don't want to talk about it. And uh, nobody likes getting up in front of state lawmakers and and making a scene like John Sharp. And uh, John Sharp did not show up. And one of the state lawmakers, Aaron, said that uh he said if y'all need john sharp's number i got it for you we can call him right now <laughs> the uh the a&m chancellor so a&m chose not to attend but i just wanted to bring everybody up to date on what's going on down there in austin these are hearings uh dan patrick called for these um we'll have more the attorney general is someone i know uh i've known pretty well over the years and he's been on with us before ken paxton he has agreed to come on um and um, he in fact he was going to jump on friday and we had a bunch of stuff happen friday but we'll see maybe what he has to say but this governor is nowhere to be found and i don't want anybody to be like oh mosley's against the governor no this is not some political stand i'm just saying if the flagship university and Oklahoma, well, we don't care about Oklahoma because they're not from our state, but if if they're going to leave the Big 12 and they're going to stand to lose millions upon millions of dollars from the state, I mean, the governor might want to say something at some point. But the governor graduated from UT in 1981. And, uh, and, by, and oh, by the way, Aaron, some people listening to me on the national show yesterday thought I sounded a little bit bitter. They thought they thought the old <laughs> Baylor Bear was coming out at me a little bit, but uh, that's okay. I mean, that's where I went to school, Aaron. That's where that's where you cheer for. That's where J Mo. That's where John Morris went to school. Um, you know, we're tied to that school, and so we're wondering, of course, um, what's going to happen. I I find it also interesting. You know, who's Texas people? My Texas buddies just, I mean, they feel a little bit bad for me personally, but they don't really feel bad for Baylor. OU people are like, see ya, see ya. Okay, we're going to head on out. My Aggie buddies, 
and I think it's because they don't want Texas in there, but man, they've been reaching out to me. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What, what about this? What about that? The Aggies are very, very much in touch. So anyway, shout out to all our state lawmakers and our, our uh, national folks, our uh, congressman, uh, Pete Sessions, who uh, listens to this show. Um, well, before he was, uh, when he's not in D.C., he listens to us pretty much every day. And uh, and Pete's good, and Pete uh, called in, in fact, recently. So we were glad to hear from Pete, and he had some uh, very thoughtful comments on, on the whole uh, UT situation. All right, it is... Uh, Mosley alongside Aaron Sexton. We've got a big story for you. The number one quarterback in the country is from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He is not going to play his senior year in high school so he can go make money. We explain next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our special guest in the studio. It's the good guys can win big. It really is. They are good guys. Now, they are nasty on the floor. <laughs> but they are good guys. They're good people. They, they, in the culture, you have to be a good person. You have to be a good teammate, great teammate. And so that's all cultural. But it's just nice to see really good guys winning really big. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Phoenix Suns' Chris Paul has formally declined the 44 million player option on his contract for next season and becomes an unrestricted free agent. Olympic medal count, USA leads with 64, China has 62, and the ROC has 48. Track and field continues today with the finals in the women's long jump and the men's 400 meter hurdles. Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper remain on the puff list. Along with Dak Prescott, those two may not even make the trip to Ohio for the Hall of Fame game with Pittsburgh this Thursday. Astros lose their series to the Giants over the weekend. They have the day off before starting a series in L.A. with the Dodgers tomorrow night. Rangers lose their series to the Mariners 2-1. Rangers start a series with the Angels at home tonight, 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and um, I tell you, uh, always uh, get over there to Alan Samuels um, right there uh, along um, 
Highway 6 there, very close to us. We're over here on uh, Bagby and just across the highway there. Uh, what an incredible place. What an incredible selection. I drive the Grand Cherokee uh, and uh, Laredo have loved it over the years. And uh, the Jeep, the deals they have on Jeeps and the service is second to none. An enormous space over there, 50,000 square feet uh, any maker model, and they do a great job. And, and for anybody kind of worried about, oh, the pandemic, it's back and all, they do it in an incredible job. Uh, and then, of course, those Ram trucks, uh, Ram truck days. Uh, the comfort level is unbelievable. The hauling, those Ram trucks, those 2021 Ram trucks, unbelievable. And, and some of the deals over there. So get over there to Alan Samuels and take a look. As for uh, my friend Ted Teague over there. All right, Aaron, it is, uh, it's uh, Mosley, Aaron Sexton. And um, Aaron, do we have uh, Kevin Longquist lined up? We do. He, we've got him oh, on Oh, good. Good. Uh, Kevin uh, joining us now. And we got several things to talk about, including some great news for the Baylor Bears. It's a good weekend. And... Um, uh, and I've, I've been trying to. In fact, I was I was uh, aware of some some 2024 quarterbacks who showed up down at camp. So I've been trying to do my part, Kevin. Uh, you don't normally lean on me for recruiting knowledge, but I'm gonna I may feed you some stuff. Uh, but uh, I uh, th- this this um, this Baylor these couple of Baylor recruits we'll get to in a minute. But Kevin, I wanted to ask you about this uh, story that's become a national story. Quinn Ewers. At, uh, at at South Lake Carroll was going into his senior year. He is the number one recruit in the country, uh, the number one quarterback for sure, uh, by everybody's estimation. And he has made the decision to skip his senior year of high school and enroll early at Ohio State. And I, as I understand it, I mean, I I don't think he's going to like win the starting job or whatever. But I mean, I I think he's on pace to somehow graduate from high school. So there is a chance what should be his senior year in high school, he could be playing for the Buckeyes. Uh, Kevin, I would say this this might have a little NIL involvement. Uh, there might That might be impacting Quinn Ewer's choice here to leave Texas and head on to Columbus. You know, Matt, you might be the biggest understatement of the day by saying that but yeah i think that has a lot to do with because there have been some reports that have suggested that you know he could be walking into seven figures in terms of what his nil possibilities are and you know and this goes back to i know matt when you and i first started talking about this situation with the nil my greatest concern was how is this going to play in the locker room because you're going to have basically half a dozen to 10 guys on your team that are going to be making perhaps 90% of what sponsors and so forth are going to be willing to commit to college kids. And then the rest are going to be left out in the cold city. Nothing. Now you add this layer to this where you have a guy that's walking onto your campus, hasn't proven anything to the uh, Buckeyes coaching staff, much less his teammates where you better sell it pretty hard in your locker room in order to win credibility and this NIL thing is following you into the locker room when you get there in August or later this month, per se, because I think Ohio State starts workouts tomorrow. And it's going to be, you're going to have that perception 
preceding you before you even step foot in the locker room. And so he's going to have to do some nice political tap dancing in order to navigate through that before he proves himself. And I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to start. The one disadvantage that the one advantage that he has is the fact that no one on the Buckeyes' possibilities have seen a snap in college football. But the other thing is that they haven't gone through what they went through in spring either. So there's so there's that as well. Yeah, it's uh, and and that's a fair point that you make. He shows up. He may have some NIL deals in hand. Guy's going to make some money. You know, we're already talking about Alabama quarterback never taken or barely taking any snaps. Who's going to make seven figures? This guy's going to show up with that uh, golden kind of bleached hair with a mullet. Uh, and and you're right. You've got to uh, you've got a lot to prove, and they're going to want to yeah. see everything going on there. And uh, I, you know, I, I would like to think, Kevin, that that this isn't going to like some kind of flood of this. It's much more likely, and we've seen a couple guys already announce that they're just not going to play their senior year, so they can train and not get hurt before college. I, I think that's more likely than this, but I mean, I, you know, Texas does have some unbelievable players, and if they could go ahead and graduate from high school and get an early jump on college, you know, there'll be more people try this. Do, do you think yeah. this is going to lead to to problems? Well, I think we kind of have to wait and see what happens for the next year or two I, I mean i think you know matt we were all okay with the kids you know finishing up uh in the fall and then arriving in in january and of course the big complaint went there was well you couldn't finish high school with your friends and you weren't going to prom and all that other stuff well that's really kind of you know minimal in, in comparison to what you're dealing with now i think i, I think in a situation like with yours um you know he he's i, I think he's going to be in one of those select type of situations you're coming from a marquee program in South Lake Carroll, decorated for many, many years as one of the greatest programs in the history of Texas high school football. If you were a quarterback that was, say, coming from, not to begrudge any high school program across the state, but if you were coming from, like, San Antonio uh, Brennan, or if you were coming from, uh, you know, Cy King or something like that, I don't know if that, you would have that kind of clout behind you. And, or if you were, even though if you were that talented, I don't know if you'd have that kind of. Uh, you know, structure, infrastructure, support network, that sort of thing, to get you moving in that direction. I think it's going to be the exception. Now, for kids sitting out, that trend I could see start to develop. I don't think it's right because that would be, you know, it could be the ultimate in being very selfish and not coming to your teammates. I've heard the argument, well, people get hurt, you know, you could get hurt and all that sort of bit, and, you know, you would be uh, unavailable for your team. Well, what makes you think that you're going to play that following se- freshman season at the respective college you're going to be playing football at anyway? You know that sort of thing. Yeah, this so, uh, this is slope, man. It really is. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, and I find it fascinating, and I I kind of want to see the reception he gets there at Ohio State and how this goes down. And I want to see how state lawmakers respond to something like this because one of the reasons being given is that uh, the the way the state law is written right now, these high school kids cannot make any money on the NIL. Now, I, I mean, they they could go get them a job up at the Sonic or something, or they can get a summer job, but they can't do the name, image, and likeness like they can do at the collegiate level. 
other states, uh, I, I don't really have this. But again, once he gets on campus and is an Ohio State property as far as a student, then, then it doesn't matter. He's He yeah. can do NIL to his heart's delight. So um, this is going to change a lot. And, you know, I, I don't feel too bad for South Lake Carroll because something tells me they'll find another quarterback. But I would say mm-hmm. for his teammates and the guys that he's come up with, I bet they do yeah. feel somewhat abandoned, the the, yeah, the, the offensive line and the wide receivers that he's come up with playing. Yeah, I think that, you know, he's going to be the guinea pig in all this. And, you know, this, and, and again, just to back to the point, just in the locker room itself at the at the collegiate level with your Bryce Young deals and what have you, that's going to be another issue that college coaches have to gravitate in the current state. I don't think, you know, Ryan Day at Ohio State has to worry about that so much in terms of, you know, what Ewers is going to be doing up there. Just at, I think he just has to find out how it's going to play and what these deals are and how it's going to impact it. Because I, I don't foresee Ewers, you know, being the starting quarterback until unless every Ohio State quarterback falls on his face uh, somewhere in the middle of the season and they need to find – and they need to, if they go to Ewers – Ewers, excuse me, I always trip over his name, but if they go to him sometime in the middle of the season, that kind of tells you that Ohio State season is up and down uh, at that point in my judgment. All right, we are talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com. Kevin does a nice job, also does uh, Alito football. Uh, there is a kid coming in to his sophomore year at Alito who was at Baylor's camp the other day, Kevin, and uh, his name is Hoss, H-A-U-S-S, uh, Hoss Haney, H-E-J-N-Y. I just want to put him on your radar because he just left All Saints and at these camps, he's been lighting it up. He's extremely fast, and he's got a great arm, and he just needs to grow a little bit. So he's about he's about 5'11", 6 feet, but uh, his dad played at TCU. So just keep your eye on that since you have those <laughs> Alito ties, all right? Yeah, uh, they, they actually uh, – yeah, he's going to be backing up a kid by the name of Brandon Fowler Nicolosi, who was a moving from Arizona, who actually, I think, visited Baylor one time uh, last summer as well, so – uh, okay. I expect the Bearcats to have another solid season. It's kind of hard to ignore when you've won nine championships in 12 seasons. Yeah, Coach Buck seems to seems to have a pretty good thing going. Uh, hopefully none of those players uh, run off and skip their senior season. All right, um, I, I, did, I did want to ask you, though, about the uh, – we, we've been following this Patton kid uh, yes. from uh, – where, tell me where that is to, uh, the, in East Texas, uh, that, that, that program. It's a four-star player who, uh, and, and th- to me, um, Kevin, this sounds like Baylor really won an important recruiting battle, especially given you know the, the unknown status of the Big 12 and all of that. This seemed like a really good moment. Tell us about this kid and that program he comes from. Yeah, Jeremy is uh, Jeremy Patton. Uh, you know, he, he's a high three-star, low four-star, depending on which uh, rating service you prefer. Um, Whichever the he, he's from Tenaha, which is about thirty minutes. Which he's about thirty minutes, about thirty minutes away from Nacogdoches. Uh, given his size, about six one, two hundred, give or take. You know that sort of thing. He's a guy that I think that Baylor could see him playing in the star. He could be bigger to where they might move him to, the, to an outside linebacker. I mean, he's gotten bigger. Uh, he's a he's a he's got great instincts. Uh, great lateral movement, especially on the perimeter, which is where you want him to be. Uh, sure-handed tackler, playmaker. Uh, I really like him. He's a well-respected kid than his teammates. Um, and I've talked to him maybe three times, I think, over the course of the last couple of months. 
and uh, he's very respectful. He came to the Rivals Camp in Coppell in April and uh, did a great job uh, showing out there with all the skills competitions that he was going through there. And as far as Baylor winning this battle, uh, with really what it came down to with Michigan and Texas, it's another big win. It's probably like their third biggest win of, of all the recruits that they've won, in my judgment, besides George uh, Malai and, of course, uh, Zach Pyron. Uh, and then, of course, you can throw in Trey Emery uh, on that as well. Uh, those four guys, this is a huge thing. And the way this defense is structured under Dave Aranda and the way they sold that position to him or just how he can be an influential part of future defenses is important. Now, others can say, well, this, you know, Michigan and Texas were backing off and Baylor was his only choice. I never believed that from the standpoint, if you've gone this far with these other schools and you've taken official visits to those two schools, they may have only backed off only if they got the sense that he wasn't going to come there. And that's kind of where you leave it with it. But yeah, this is a great win for them. I kind of thought I really like Baylor's chances in this. Uh, I just, for whatever reason that I just never foresaw him going up to Michigan, despite there was so much chatter about that uh, over the yeah. previous month. Well, I, I get nervous when, when the kid says, you know, Oh, change of plans. We're going to go five. I mean, you know, it, it happened one time to Kansas basketball and a kid said he went to bed, a Baylor bear and he woke up a Kansas Jayhawk. We all know yeah. how those things happen, <laughs> but yeah. I was, uh, but that was great news. Now. Okay. This other one, uh, this other player, Reggie Bush, the second. Now I'm very, very intrigued. I don't think it, you at rivals or any of your competitors really have a ton on him simply because you know, he didn't get a lot of touches. He did, but but the few touches he had at Frisco Centennial, um, he did a really good job, and it was like 10 yards per carry. I think yeah. every time he touched it, he was doing something with it. What is his background, and, and how did this happen so quickly? Was this a kid that they were able to kind of keep under the radar, and, and, um, and, and why do you think he hasn't played as much? Well, I think uh, that part I don't know just yet. But, I, but you know, at Independence last year, what, five games, and he was primarily as a running back playing both sides of the field. But, it, but Baylor really likes him at defensive back. They really needed more help in the secondary, and that's where they really worked him out at uh, over the camp. They had been talking with him over the past couple of months, so give or take May, something like that. Um, and I think they probably, you know, keep in mind that when they were having a ton of kids come through their camps in their unofficial visits in June, they were also working out some other DB candidates, and they just apparently didn't like what they saw from the individual workouts or even from the camps. Something, though, about Reggie Bush, the second, though, obviously appealed to them. And then, uh, you know, he calls Baylor his dream school, so his dream did come true. But I think with the workout with Kevin Curtis, he was at the barbecue after the camp on Saturday, so things just started to move rapidly. One thing that you do like about him is the fact that he's 6'1". So if you've got a corner that can play 6'1", and has natural ability, which is what he said that the coaches liked about his game in the secondary, yeah. limited as it might be. Those are things that you have to play to your advantage. If you have tall corners who can still run like the wind, it makes a big difference in how you want your secondary. I mean, Matt, look how good Baylor's secondary played last year under a first-year coach and stuff with very little coaching. And, I, and it kind of gets you excited about that, all of, the, of what they can do with guys that are going to be actually coming through their system for four years. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it gets me excited just hearing the guy's name, Reggie Bush. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've encouraged Baylor to get his parents a house. They're in Waco. 
you know, they they need to uh, you know, just make sure that he he has the eye block with the area code of a two one four on it. I think, or is it what is it? What is the area code up there in Frisco? Uh, when when Reggie had those eight one seven or four six nine or something like that, four six nine or something like that. Yeah, but uh, no, good kid. It seems to be pretty respectful. Developed a pretty good relationship with Kevin Curtis, the new defensive backs coach. And if you if you click with those coaches, and again, he says to me, and it may be formulaic from a lot of kids, but he says to me what a lot of other Baylor commits or prospects have said over the year is that they just get this genuine feel from the coaches of the family atmosphere that's being built by that. If you've got that, I mean, that goes back to culture. I mean, that's the first step in building your culture is, is something like that. And if that's really consistent and if the kids can pick up on that, um, that makes a huge difference moving forward. I don't know if you're going to win a lot of games, but I mean, it, but it, it, it doesn't. But you've got to have it if you are going to have a chance to be competitive year after year. All right, buddy. Uh, I expect to see a little write up. Hunter, uh, excuse me, Hoss Haney, Alito quarterback, transferring over there should be able to take over by the time he's oh, a I'll junior. All right, him. Kevin. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be seeing him in a few weeks. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Take a peek. Take a peek. See what you think. See if the Mosley scouting report was correct. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. All right, Matt. Take care. Good to see you. Kevin Longquist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he goes. Rivals.com. And uh, uh, Kevin does a really nice job and attends a lot of these camps, knows all these prospects. So we like to have him on and and, and get his rundown. All right, uh, we're now going to talk to one of my local, our, our, our good local friends, local TV, man. This guy is big time, and he's been at like seven different high schools today. Our local high schools are off and running with all sorts of football practice starting today. Salado. I'm a huge Salado fan. Um, we spend a lot of time in Salado. So we're going we're gonna to talk about all these Lake Belton. Shout out Lake Belton. We're going to talk about a lot of our local schools with Curtis Quillen. That's next. Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. So, Brent Hundley, you got a workout plan for this week. you got another plan for next week. So, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So, they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, they're going to stick that's what it is right now. Game time. Weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Since its inception, Pickup Outfitters has remained politically neutral. We love trucks of every persuasion, not just red and blue ones. But people keep asking us where we stand, and for this one time, we're going to break our neutrality. We oppose any government intervention or legislation to end truck nudity. We believe in the American right to drive nude vehicles. We think it's disgusting, we fight it every place we can, and we want to end it, but we want to end it the right way, peaceably. Therefore, we call on Congress and President Biden to respect the rights of truck owners. Our founding fathers didn't own a truck, but if they did, I bet they would have put a bed cover and running boards on their truck. 
The right to keep and bear your truck the way you want is fundamental to the fabric of this nation, and we believe in that right. So we urge you to come and take it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside as we roll through a Monday, a very eventful Monday, and uh, we are uh, pleased to be joined by my friend Curtis Quillen right now. Curtis has been extremely busy today. This is the first. Uh, this is the first day of practice. For uh, high schools, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I know we've had some weird stuff going on with the pandemic, but uh, this at least feels more like the old normal. Get everybody together, start on the same day. And uh, Curtis, welcome back uh, to the show. And I understand you have had a very eventful morning and afternoon. I have. It's been nice being able to uh, get out to so many practices today, you know. A couple years ago, I think I set my personal record hitting nine practices on the first day, and uh, I hit five this morning, and now being sports director, I get to sit at my desk the rest of the afternoon, but uh, it's, one of my friends saw my Instagram story and said, nature is healing, Curtis is back at football practice, and uh, I don't think there's a more accurate way to describe it, especially you know, given uh, how fun Texas high school football is. Yeah, it's uh, you're you're right. It does it does feel good, and uh, of course you can watch uh, Curtis on Channel Six, and um, that's you know sports director. Now you're right. You kind of go back there. You put the suit on. You kind of wait for everybody to file those reports to you. But I still like it when you get out there and get in the field. And uh, and so you were hobnobbing. Going some, I know Lake Belton was on your your list. Uh, Salado, you like that little corridor up there, and I don't blame you. You can get some. Uh, Belton's known for its barbecue. Salado's not bad for food as well. Uh, Coach Hare is one of my favorites, and and I think if I know you, Curtis, you go to wherever you're going to get the best quote. And uh, Alan Hare uh, at uh, Salado is is known for that. Uh, what were what did you find out? Start with those schools, Lake Belton and Salado. What was it like out there, and, and what was the excitement level like? Lake Belton had the biggest um, or the largest amount of kids 
of the schools that I was at this morning. And I started at Troy, hit Rogers, and then with uh, Salado, Lake Belton, and then I ended the morning in Moody. Uh, Lake Belton was by far uh, just the biggest program. They were running it like a 6A practice. And, you know, Brian Cope, the head coach there, has a lot of, uh, a lot of 6A experience. He was at A&M Consolidated for a while, and then he was the OC at Belton under Coach Skidmore. And um, he's got big school experience, and he's got big school talent, too. You look at the athletes there, and it's like, this is not an outlaw 11-man team. This is a 5A, a 6A ball club. They're just, you know, seniorless. And if you're seniorless in high school football, you're going to get pummeled. And so it, it, it was amazing. That was one of the things that stood out to me this morning. But everybody's just kind of happy to be back to normal. You know, they can pull. Now, granted, we don't know what normal is going to look like because, you know, you look down the road and you don't know what's coming to you yet, especially with, you know, the Delta variant and the Lambda variant looming. But to be able to you know, not have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated and to be able to just huddle up with your kids. Um, it looked like everything was, you know, it looked like these coaches felt so much more at ease than I have seen them since before the WHO declared COVID-19 a, a global pandemic in March of 2020. Yeah. And, you know, as you and Curtis Quillen joining us from Channel 6, sports director over there, as, as you've made your way around to some of those schools, um, is it Hutton, the the, uh, the quarterback out there? I believe that's in uh, Salado. I, the, the, who are some of the names, Curtis? Are there some names that are already starting to emerge? You know, some of these guys, of course, I always dig into Texas football. Now, you know how dependent I was on Simcox. He would have like every one of these uh, rosters memorized by now. Uh, so you know uh, now Aaron Sexton though, local guy. He's from he's from Robinson, Curtis. So uh, so keep your eye on Robinson on on his behalf. But uh, what what are some of the names that that you're kind of hearing even as you uh, as you start to tour around? Because we get used to some of this. I mean Troy had the uh, the big time running back. You know, for years, but some of these kids are finally graduating. Who are some of the the big names that you were kind of trying to take a peek at, quarterback, maybe skill position wise? Well, when you start with uh, with Troy, there's a lot of change happening there right now, to the point where Stephen Hermsmeyer. You know, I when I ask the background questions, how many starters do you have back on each side? He goes, you know, there are guys back there who started, but. I'm bringing a completely new system in, which is true. He's bringing the wing T in, and uh, Ronnie Porter for years ran kind of a power eye kind of deal. Um, and so right, there's not there's a lot of unknown with Troy. You go down the street to Rogers, you got Riley Dolgener back under center, and he looked really good this morning. Hutton Hare, back for his fourth year as a starter underneath his father, is looking really good and has the coaching staff really confident. The questions in Toledo right now are, they lost a lot of big-time guys on the coaching staff because of the recent success the Eagles have had. The defensive coordinator is now at Alito, and they've got some new defensive assistants, some new faces. So that kind of gelling with the mm. loss of studs like Rook Brown is going to be something that they're going to be working through. But they've got the guys back. They have uh, you know, an almost 1,000-yard rusher back, and they've got uh, Hutton back under center. You go up the road to Lake Belton, and guys like quarterback Connor Cruz are going to be the are going to be instrumental in in this approach to this season. 
because the Broncos are playing kind of an outlaw schedule this year, playing guys like Mejia, Cameron Yo, teams that have been around the blocker time or two, have some success, have some games under their belt. Lake Belton is going to be a battle-tested squad when it finally gets onto the UIL alignment sheet in February. And then, you know, Moody brings its quarterback back as a junior and has a, has a pretty decent-sized senior class, and the program has some better numbers and is a lot more closely knit. So there's a lot of interesting storylines. And that, and that, Matt, is really just the greater Bell County area. There's even more than that up when you go up to McLennan County, the greater Waco area. You've got uh, – You've got China Spring coming back from a trip to the regional final. You have Mark trying to get get back over the hump and get back to AT&T and win it this time. You have La Vega trying to get back to the state title game for the first time in two years. I mean, there's so many really good storylines this season that it promises to be a really good high school football season. Talking to Curtis Quillen, sports director over there at Channel 6. Um, by the way, has, is does Nikki – uh, does she even go out the field anymore now that she's been like on magazine covers and all that kind of stuff? Um, can, has that gone to her head at all, or is she still out there grinding? No, she's still out there grinding. Right now we're trying to sort through some um, some issues with uh, coaches and interview times and stuff like that. But, you know, we uh, she's out there. She's hitting seven schools total today. She had three this morning, and she's on her way to number wow. two for the afternoon. Um, and then uh, tomorrow she'll do two more runs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a really solid, uh, really solid uh, hybrid reporter, too, Matt Lively, who uh, is going to be doing some runs for us tomorrow. He's in Austin right now covering this, uh, this Big 12 state Senate hearing. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you brought up Matt. Matt is doing a nice job. And, and Matt seems to have a pretty good golf swing from what I've seen just uh checking out his Twitter from time to time. Bob Bowlesby, I, I love some of the stuff I'm hearing out of there. At some point, one of the senators said, "I." he said, I don't think you guys are, this is this is that state, some of those state lawmakers, he said, I don't I don't really understand the, the doom and gloom. It seems like you guys uh, should have more self-confidence than you have. <laughs> Basically, I think looking at Bowlesby and some of the people gathered down there and saying, hey, it's not over. Maybe you know. Maybe there is a future for the Big Twelve. I and and by the way, also, and I'm sure you saw this. They challenged uh, Bowlesby, one of the um, state senators. I believe it was the one that's nicknamed Chewy. Um, yep. Went at him and said, "I think you should have been more proactive." And and how basically how did you let this happen? And Bowlesby went back at at him and said, "Well, I disagree with you. I'm with Chewy. I mean, you know, Bowlesby deserves his fair share of criticism in all this. And and I don't think the fact that he went back hard after ESPN the other day gets him off the hook. Where do you do you, Curtis, sense that these hearings can lead to anything, or is this is this sort of a, just some politicians putting on a show?" This is, to me, politicians putting on a show. There is absolutely, you know, I watched the first probably 20 minutes of the Bob Bowlesby part of the hearing because that part of the hearing doesn't seem to have ended yet. Um, you know, they, I did hear Senator Hinojosa ask him that. And it's one of those where there's two sides to every coin, right, heads and tails. Well, Senator Hinojosa's side is, well, you're paid to know this, which is also the same side of the coin that the other 
eight Big 12 Conference presidents and athletic directors are saying to, to Bob Bowlesby right now, how can this happen on your watch? How are you not plugged in enough to be able to find this out? And honestly, I think that's a question that a lot of us are asking. You know, it's, uh, there's a reason the NCAA charge – one of the most serious charges that an NCAA institution can get is lack of institutional control. You're expected to know what's happening on your ground. And the same is true for a power conference commissioner, and of which Bob Bowlesby is one. And I think we can all agree with that. The other side of the coin is the SEC does what it wants, how it wants, when it wants to do it. It has done that for 100 years. And it went and it covertly, it, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma, covertly kind of put this together. That much has become clear in the past two weeks. And as the CIA can prove to everyone, if you want to hide something bad enough and you're smart enough to figure out how to do it, you can pull it off, and I think that that's kind of what the SEC, OU, and UT have done. It's kind of take a, taking a CIA approach and taking a, okay, we're going to hide this until it's convenient. And it just so happened to be convenient to let this leak as Jimbo Fisher is walking to the podium in Hoover, Alabama <laughs> for SEC media days. You know, there's both sides of the coin. I happen to, you know, look we're somewhere in the middle. Do I think Bob Bowlesby should have known this was happening? Yes, that's what he's paid very well to do. Do I also think that there's something to the fact that as soon as he found out, because it was hidden from him very well by three very very powerful bodies in the Southeastern Conference, the University of Texas at Austin and the University of Oklahoma, that he started going, and he started going strong. Now, what I want to see play out is this – season desist letter he sent last week because i want to know i mean we all we've all read the rumors we've all seen it's supposedly espn and the american athletic conference and the sec are the reason for this season desist letter i want to see it on the record but it's yes. become very clear from bowlsby we're not going to see it on the record after he said today quote it is in both it is in neither of the parties best interest to escalate this any further yeah and he may still if this conference holds together and if he's still the commissioner he may have to someday go back to the negotiating table i don't think he'll be around that long uh as commissioner but we shall see and what a cold-hearted move by the sooners to the pokes Curtis, that that is uh i i man i i tell you right now i i feel like baylor in oklahoma state we all need to kind of band together, figure this out, and move on. Curtis, we'll be watching tonight um, all those reports. Appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. Uh, really good stuff, and uh, look forward to all your coverage. I appreciate it, Matt. We'll talk soon. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, joining us from uh, Channel 6. Got a good team out there, and they're all over the place. They're in Austin. They're, they're, they're seeing about 10 or 11 different high schools today, really covering some ground. And uh, we we'll always appreciate Curtis. Curtis, a very nicely dressed guy, and he's still working hard, even though uh, he just got engaged and, and he, he's love is uh, on his mind these days. All right, um, that's all we have today. Aaron, good work by you. Uh, Tom Barfield is waiting in the wings. Game time is coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. 
Good night, everybody. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown dance. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60